Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Beat School. I am your host, Kia Orion. Kia, like the car, Orion, like the constellation. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Uh, in lieu of having an official sponsor for this podcast, we're just going to say that it is um, sponsored by Beat School, the online music production school that uh, I founded. And also by theproducervault.com, which is where you can go to get all of my Ableton templates, drum kits, sample packs, goodies, guides, and gear, uh, all there for free at theproducervault.com. That's going to be my shameless plug. Um, but if you want to level up as a producer, I seriously think that that's an amazing way to help you get from a beginner um, and beat the learning curve in so many different ways. So check that out if you get the chance. If you're tuning in, I appreciate that. Um, from wherever you are in the world right now, I'm in Mexico. There was just an earthquake this morning. I officially have a parasite. I went to the doctor. I thought I had COVID. I was tripping out. But we aren't going to let that stop us from giving you all this information, are we? So in this podcast, if it's your first time, if it's your last time, you already know what it is. Thank you so much for tuning in. What this is is a podcast where we talk about uh, different questions that users submit either to me on Instagram or email, or these are questions that I find on different forums online around music production, rapping, mixing, mastering, engineering, marketing your music online. So that's kind of what we do in a nutshell. Appreciate you being here and for listening. If you made it this far, let's jump into it. Going to stop wasting your time. What is the best way for you to level up as a music producer if you want to get your music in the hands of artists? So pretty much this week and the week before, I've been really spending a lot more time pitching my artists, excuse me, pitching my music to artists. I realize there's a way to level up when it comes to building my own brand, but at the same time, I want to start collaborating more with artists. The world feels like it's on fire right now because of corona, because of all the protests, all the police brutality that's going on in the States. And one way that I want to level up is by collaborating more. However, I have a friend who is a manager in the music industry, and she manages artists you know. Uh, she's really dope, and so I reached out to her. I said, hey, how can I be better about pitching my beats to these major artists? Uh, should I pitch to A&R? Should I pitch to uh, managers? And what she told me is something that I say on here time and time again, something I believe in. Uh, and she just reiterated, which I think makes a lot of sense, which is the best way to get noticed by managers and artists A&Rs isn't by necessarily reaching out to them, but by having them find you. So that's by building your own brand online. And one way that she recommended doing this is by building with an artist one-on-one. -on -one. That way you really get to craft a unique sound. You get to develop a unique sound together, which then you have the leverage uh, down the line. Either if you're like Logic or Russ, you have the logic when they come to you rather than you going to them because you need the exposure, she really was like, build your own thing, find someone you believe in, make music you believe in, build your own sound. Think about the music and murder beat, uh, uh, the music, the Migos and murder beats. Think about Drake and 40. Think about uh, who's another famous one, Guru and DJ Premier. Um, so often we have these examples of artists, Gucci Mane and Zaytoven. Like you have you have an artist and a producer and they build a sound together. Kendrick Lamar, Mixed by Ali, all you they're an engineer, producer, and an artist together uh, that build something rather than just trying to get a bunch of beats on placements, uh, a bunch of placements on different albums. Even though that I am still trying to do that so that way I can collaborate with these different people and kind of get my name out there in a different way. I really think finding an artist you believe in and then building something together is super important. So that would be my take 
take on that. I wanted to share that with you uh, because I thought that was a gem that my uh, friend dropped the mail. I wanted to share with you guys. So this one is from uh, Scree the Bag. Scray, scray the bag, scray the bag. Uh, he says, too late to be a rapper. I'm 24, wondering, is it too late for me to pursue a rap career? No. Point blank period. That's just the truth. I'm 29. I'm still trying to do the damn thing. Um, not too late to try to be a rapper. Uh, Jay-Z dropped a reasonable doubt at 26. Rick Ross dropped Port of Miami at 30, I think, somewhere in there. Uh, if you really believe in it, I, that's why I feel sometimes like in dog years, I'm like, 95 in terms of rap years dog years out here because i am old in the rap game um i'm an og in terms of uh rap years but um i still feel young at heart i feel like i got the energy for it um and i really believe that if it's something you love to do it's not really even a question it's almost like i i can't quit it's uh it's not even like I have a choice anymore. I'm like, am I too old or should I not? Like, what else am I going to do? Like, I just love making beats. I love rapping. I love singing. I don't really have, if I don't do that, I feel, I don't feel whole as a person if I don't like write and create music. So I don't really have a choice, but that's up to you to decide if it's something you really love or not. But that would be my take. You're not too old at 24, dude. You're just starting the game. Listen to some Gary Vee videos and uh, hone your craft. You got plenty of time. All right. Uh, this guy is, um, it's Royo. I don't know if I'm tripping, but I feel like a lot of creators on uh, this Reddit sub aren't on um, top of their game with uh, their SoundCloud or BeatStars account. I don't blame you. I think when it comes to having a BeatStars account, there's actually another question that I found um, that I found on this Reddit thread earlier today about having a BeatStars account. And people, I think, are so confused when it comes to selling your beats online. There are only a few places and ways that you can do it. Um, BeatStars is the best one that I've found so far. Um, personally, I, I know that there's Airbit. I know there are a couple other ones. I, I created a Shopify store and was selling beats that way for a while, which is a terrible waste of time. BeatStars is the one that I'll recommend time and time again. Um, I think their layout is dope. I think they create cool content. I think that the the founder and CEO, his head is in the right place. If you want to sell Beats online, use BeatStars. Um, I think it's the most optimal marketplace, and they give you all of your sales from your Beats. Just use BeatStars. Trust me. Okay. Uh, this one is from Ayaya. Uh, it says, why are so many mainstream Beats so similar? Uh, it says, every time I hear mainstream music or just mainstream sounding music, I always hear the same thing. Um, I feel like I hear a lot of the same uh, internet money type melodies and in then some sort of generic sounding guitar, a clap, snare, hi-hats, open hi-hat, and then some sort of a plug-in for the 808. So the reason why you hear a lot of the same music or a lot of the same stuff, the same beats, is because a lot of the mainstream beats are produced by the same producers. So there's only a handful of producers who are really getting a lot of these placements with these big smashes, which you're hearing. Um... A lot of the household names, so that's one reason why. Another reason is because a lot of times folks aren't necessarily creating a lot of things from scratch. So this is even myself 
um, I, I put myself in this category. I use a lot of like different melodies and things I get from Splice, different melody packs, and a lot of other producers do that as well. So there might be some people that make a lot of these similar melodies. That being said, um, I do think there are some artists like The Weeknd recently who is really trying to push boundaries with like his 80s synth pop style. And so if you listen to a Drake track from uh, today and a Drake track from three years ago, from four years ago, it's probably not going to sound all that different. If you listen to a weekend um, album today compared to four or five years ago, it's going to sound very different. Uh, he's, I think, um, one of those artists that's constantly pushing boundaries, constantly reinventing himself. Every single album the weekend drops is like its own story and chapter in and of itself. None of them sound identical, which I think is really dope that he takes those risks. And I highly recommend, um, if, if that, if, if you're upset about the mainstream beat sounding similar, man, like take some risks yourself. So that makes stuff this different. Um, I've learned so much from experimenting in other genres. I can't recommend that enough. So if things sound stale to you, reinvent the wheel, do something different. This next one is by uh, Cougar Attack. Should you put it all into one album? If you have 10 great songs, is it better to go all in, put them on the same album, or is it better to have five great songs and put them on two different albums. So this is a tough one. I would actually recommend Cougar. If you have 10 great songs, release 10 dope singles. Um, Russ, I love this method. This is what Russ did when he talks about he dropped 11 albums and they didn't. They all flopped. And then he started releasing singles, and that's when his career started to pop. So I, that's just the, what I believe. I think we, if especially if you, if you think about this, like you're a new artist, right? When is the last time you listened to a whole album by an artist you didn't know? I'll wait. Yeah, it's probably been a long time, if ever. We just don't have the attention span. Unless it's an artist we're already invested in, we don't have time for an album. So think about your discoverability factor with this. Um, if I were you. People will at least be able to give you a shot for one song. And then if you're able to hook them for a song, hopefully then you have other music that they can get to. But think about it like that. When it comes to visibility, if you're trying to increase your visibility with this, um, I would say then just do a bunch of singles, 10 dope singles, all of their own album art, all of their own release, et cetera, et cetera. And then when you are actually making an album, then I think having 10 great songs on an album is awesome. I love the I love um Nothing Was the Same by Drake. It's one of my favorite Drake albums. It's because it's just I can listen to the whole thing front to back all for the most part. But uh, same with Jay Z's The Black album. There aren't many albums you can listen to front to back like that. Um, and so that's what I recommend there is drop these as singles until you get cracking. And then when you're cracking and you have, you've garnered the, um, not the attention, but I guess the privilege to have people's attention, then you can really drop the longer projects on them, like a 10 song joint. Okay. This one's interesting. It's interesting how we're all insecure about the same stuff. This one's by David846. Am I too young to rap? Me and a friend were both 14 and starting a hip-hop duo, duo, and we're finishing lyrics on our first song, I'll Handle the Production, but uh, my brother and his friend told us that we're too young. It's interesting. So I had one asking if we're too old. I have another one asking if we're too young. Why are we so insecure about our age? Uh, I think it's because we're constantly in our own heads comparing ourselves to other people where they were at in their careers. I'm guilty of it too. But stop thinking about age. Stop, th stop letting your brother tell you that you're too young. Do what feels right and go for it. I would say this. If you're 14 and rapping, rap about stuff that's going on at 14. Don't try to, about, to rap about like cars and guns and drugs and money. Unless that's your life, then do it. But it, if that's not your life, then um, uh, 
don't and that's norm that's the biggest flaw that I see with young rappers is they just try to rap out stuff that's not real. It's not until you need to get your J. Cole folding clothes type stuff, man. Rap out what's actually going on in your life. Facts. Big facts. All right. Um taking things to the next level by Sad Hippo. Hey everyone. I'm curious what concrete steps and decisions you made in your, your career that really pushed your music to the next level that other people might overlook. This is a great question, Sad Hippo. So often if you think about your career, these different levels that you have and different levers that you can push and pull, it's like is spending time on your Facebook pixel like really going to make or break it that day or like your About Me page on the website? Like think about what are some big home run swings that you can take. This is something this is advice for myself I've been trying to take recently too. What are some big home run swings that I can take? How can I spend maybe one day a week um, if not more, pitching my music to big, if you get a placement on a big album, that will do wonders for you compared to messing around with the Facebook pixel. Both are important because uh, your Facebook pixel, you know, if you're trying to run Facebook ads, that's also an important thing too. But you don't get lost in the weeds, take big swings, um, and really think about what decisions you're making in your career that really elevated you to the next level. One of the big ones for me was when I created, started creating online courses. I created an online course, I tried to sell it high ticket, didn't work, and then I took it to Skillshare and Udemy, and it started to gain a lot of traction. Another thing is like starting a YouTube channel or um, just making another beat that day. And it's like, obviously both have pros and cons, but if you think about playing out your YouTube channel, all the benefits that you can get to that, get from that compared to if you just make a bunch of beats, it doesn't do any, you just, any justice, they just sit in your hard drive. So it's that balance between creation and not promotion, but creation and then visibility, I think is a, a hard balance to find something I'm still working on, but that's what I would say are things that really took me to the next level are things that really helped my visibility more so necessarily than just my creativity because you can be the greatest producer alive but if nobody knows about you you're not going to get anywhere and that's just the sad truth all right so this one is by actl 53 to mix my own songs or not i can afford professional mixing but i'm usually not super happy with the results because i've gotten every something else in my mind should i start mixing my own songs um, yes, I think start making your own songs because there's no, there, to me, there's no downside, right? It's going to take time to learn, but it's an amazing skill. And then this is the way that I think about it too, is then you also have the vocabulary that you can then articulate to engineers. If you want to work with them professionally on things that you want, because you know how to mix. So you speak their language, you know, the vocabulary, you know, the shorthand, like I think about Russ a lot. Again, I hate to bring him up, but he's, I'm just a fanboy. Um, he mixed master produced a lot of his own stuff until he got to the level when he could have professionals help him. And now he'll still do a lot of it on his own. But now if he has a beat from like boy wonder, he can like ask for specific changes or he could, ask for certain things with an engineer. Like it doesn't have to be black or white forever. It could just be for like right now. Think about where you're at. Um, and mixing is one of the skills that I think has completely elevated my music. And I love learning more about mixing because then when I do work with professional engineers, it allows me, I can just relate to them and really articulate things in a very specific way, things that I want. So that way they understand me because it's, it's harder to say, hey, I want this vocal to have more energy. And you're like, that could look a million different ways. Rather than saying, hey, dude, I want this to have um, maybe like certain amounts of distortion from the Camel Crusher plugin 
and uh, maybe like a little bit more of like high end and like the 1000, 1.2K hertz range. And I'll say, perfect. I know exactly what you mean by that. Let's bring that vocal some energy. Um, so that would be my biggest recommendation is learning to make your own songs. I see no downside. It takes time, yes, but one, then you have the ability so you don't have to wor- worry about waiting on anyone or hiring anyone. You can do it yourself for free. And then when you end up having the budget, which it sounds like you do, or end up getting to that level where you want to work with someone who's a professional, you can then talk to them about what it's like. So I'm going to wrap it there um, for y'all today. Keep it keep it short and simple. Remember, theproducervault.com. Uh, KiaOrion.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, appreciate you guys. Uh, there's more soon coming. Um, hit me if you have any questions. You want something on the next episode, you know where to find me, and I'll do my best to answer it. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, as always. Check you in a minute. Peace.